Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eyewear. But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the Eco Wild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar, May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you and we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Alright guys, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Strut Report. Uh, actually this week we have uh, Andrew Maxwell on. He's uh, actually stepping in with me to do a, a joint hosting of the Strut Report, so it's going to be absolutely fantastic. But Yep, Jacob came down today uh, to not see any turkeys. He came down to hike, I guess. Yep, exactly. So. Down here in, <laughs> yeah, down here in uh, South Alabama. But anyways guys, you can probably hear someone else on the phone. Actually we have our buddy Jared Smith on, who's going to be our first reporter for this week. Uh, kind of giving us a report from Alabama. He's had a lot of luck lately, and he's he's a true-blooded killer. But, uh, you know, Jared, you know, first off, uh, man, I just want to congratulate you on your two birds you've gotten so far, especially the one you got uh, yesterday. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yesterday afternoon. Awesome. A late, a late evening bird. Awesome, awesome. Well, we'll jump into those hunts in just a little bit, but to kind of kick us off, let's jump straight into, you know, some of these questions. You know, we had you on last week, and you kind of gave us some reports from, you know, what you've been seeing scouting-wise and a little bit of hunting, but, you know, after hunting this weekend, you know, what were the birds gobbling like for you uh, from opening day up until, you know, yesterday? Opening day was brutal. It was so windy and cold. Uh, I heard one fly off the roost that morning. But didn't hear a gobble all day. Sat there all day, and I was actually lucky to see two crossing a ridge about 200 yards away. And uh, I cut at them, and here they come, both of them, two young jakes. And I watched them for a while. They stopped and started feeding. wasn't really worried about me. Uh, then here come that long beard right behind them, and got within 50 yards of me. But as far as gobbling. Man, I didn't hear none that day. Uh, I didn't hear none until Monday. Mm. I had one gobbling his head off. It was uh, it was another cold morning, but he was gobbling at everything. Crows, owls, uh, my cuts, he was just gobbling. He must have been a two-year-old. Uh, he was in a fresh burn. I was some private. Probably I didn't have permission to hunt, so I didn't go after him. But I hunted as far as I could on the edge and listened to him. He shut up around 11. Uh, that was the only gobble I've heard other than yesterday afternoon. I heard one gobble right right there before dark. Uh, but I, I, I'm tell, I did see two gobblers strutting in a clear cut. It was real windy. I'm talking about just blowing wind like crazy. And I was actually walking out to get some lunch, and it was around 1 o'clock, and out in the middle of this clear cut on a hill, the sun was shining down, and the two most beautiful Volkswagens that looked like Volkswagen Beetles, man. It's just huge gobblers out there strutting. And I immediately went down. I cut to them and watched them. As soon as I cut, they didn't break strut at all. They just started walking down that hill. Their, their fans were blowing in the wind like crazy. Both of them gobbled and started coming right to me and just disappeared. Uh, that was the only goblin I've heard. I laid them two gobble. And that one that was gobbling that morning, then yesterday afternoon I heard one gobble. Mm-hmm. That's all I've heard. I've been pretty much every day. 
Yeah, and see, that's that's rough, especially early in the season because you're so excited. But, you know, when they're not wanting to talk like that, or you just have one bird talking, but you can't get to them, that's just rough. But, you know, you talked about the weather, and that's one question we can kind of jump into is, you know, we definitely noticed, you know, opening day hunting Alabama, it was extremely cold. It was very windy. Uh, we had a couple birds talking. But, you know, how did the weather affect you, especially the wind, uh, up until this point of, of the season? You know, I know it's been rough for us. Again, it seems like it's been rough for you as well. Is that correct? Oh, man, that was brutal, I'm telling you. You couldn't hear nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was pretty much the same across the board for everybody I know. Everybody dealt with high winds, cold temperatures, and nobody really heard much gobbling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was terrible. I heard one, one yelp, and if it wasn't for that one yelp I heard, uh, I wouldn't have killed one opening day. And I was sitting there thinking, man, last year at opening day, I had one at 715, and, you know, I was on my way. Uh, this time I sat there till four, it was like four, four fifteen, And, uh, I didn't hear nothing but that one yelp, but I kept circling about 300 yards and going around and, and moving. And about my fourth setup, that was when it was getting real late. That's when I seen those two on that ridge and they're about 200 yards away. And when I cut to them, I cut and here they come, you know, then I soft yelped them on in and that, that long beard, he came within 50, and he was so skittish in that wind. There's like an open sage field with a dirt road going through it. And they come off that ridge and walk down this edge of this pine thicket and come right down to that, that sage. And they wouldn't come no closer. The two jakes come within 30 yards, but they were actually real, real skittish too. And he didn't want to come no closer, so I had to make a long shot at 50 yards. But I, I, I nailed him. And then... That, that was opening day. It was just really cold. And every morning has been cold, but not near as windy until later in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't you can't hardly hear them suckers in the wind like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we definitely noticed that, especially this morning as well, because it, it was quite calm early on and with a full moon today. Uh, it was actually quite easy to see, you know, getting some spots. But the problem was right when, I mean, gray light was starting to happen, the wind started picking up, picking up, picking up, and it was so hard to try to hear anything. Now, you know, from what you saw, you know, since opening day, do you still think the birds are pretty flocked up right now? Uh, you know, talking about, you know, are, are your male birds, you know, gobblers and jakes still pretty flocked up? And or uh, have you been seeing many birds at all with hens? Are they, do they look like they're henned up at all? Oh, man, they are so flocked up right now. They're, I thought they were separating more than they were. But I'm not even hardly seeing no hens. I'm just seeing a few jakes, and I've seen two hens twice. Other than that, I've been, they're all flocked up. They're staying together right now. But I, I think this week they'll break up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, those those two that were strutting up on the hill, they were by themselves. And uh, one yesterday, I had two two more jakes. One was a super jake. And I don't shoot jakes, but, man, I was thinking about it because it was just a long day and didn't see nothing. I was like, man, I can get me a jake, get some meat, but I wasn't going to do it. Uh, this the big one. I didn't even know it was there, took off running and putted at least 10, 15 times ran into that pine thicket. And I just knew I just screwed him up. I didn't even know he was around, man. There was no sign of him. I hadn't seen him before, uh, nothing like that. And I was hunting a, a new area on the forest, and I walked a long way in there. And I actually went kind of late. I couldn't go yesterday morning, so I went late. And I was walking, and I come over a hill, and I saw two, two of them, them Jake kids. And I was like, oh, man, there's a turkey. I'm watching them, and I was sitting there watching them. Well, they busted me. They flew up. 
and flew away. Whenever they did, I was looking at them, and to my right, about 50 yards, that gobbler, he ran off putting. And I just knew I just screwed up that area, and I didn't know what to do, really. I was like, man, what do I do? Do I just keep on going, or do I sit here? And this is a good tip for any of our listeners. You, I sat there, and I said, I'll sit here and listen to them. Maybe they'll roost, calm down. And it was probably around probably 4, 4.30, whenever that happened. Uh, I said, maybe it'll settle down and I'll soft call and maybe get them jakes to come back in and they'll all gather back up because they all flocked up and they want to be together right now. So I said, well, I'll just do that and maybe they'll get back together and calm down, you know. So I sat there and I was doubting myself a little bit. Well, about maybe 5, 5.40, I heard one of them uh, yelps, one of them jakes, they yelped. I called right back to him. And then the other one answered. So I knew they were looking, you know, they were looking for the other one. They wanted to get back together. I played with them a little bit, just kept calling them. I sounded like a, I put two calls. One sounded like a, a gobbler and the other one sounded like a hen. And I did both of them. And uh, I heard them both getting closer. The two jakes were, I didn't hear the gobbler. The two jakes were getting closer and closer. And I said, well, good. They'll roost right here. And that's, you know, what I want. And I'll go back this morning. That's all I was hoping for. And I kept waiting on them to fly up. And it was getting late. And I said, come on in, you know. Well, I called, scratched the leaves a little bit, uh, started purring and clucking. All of a sudden, 50 yards, here comes big boy. He come right out of that pine thicket strutting. I said, oh, my goodness, look at there. Well, I couldn't get a shot. He was so nervous. He was real skittish. He, he just went to strut one time, then broke strut. And, uh. He started walking away from me real fast. Uh, I couldn't get my gun up. I put my gun and he started like a little trot, and then I cut real hard, and he stopped and looked. And when he did, I had to shoot him the longest shot I've ever made. And probably I, I don't like making them long shots, but it was 60 yards, man, Ooh. and mm. com- completely dropped him. I was like, holy <laughs> moly, dropped him in his tracks. Uh, I went over there, and he didn't move a bit. I mean, he just went straight down like just a ton of bricks. I got there, then he started flopping. But I saw his spurs, and they're an inch and three quarters, the biggest of my life. <laughs> and uh, his beard, <laughs> his, beard his, his length. When I get him registered, he's going to be number four, tied, tied with number four in the state of Alabama in the Eastern Typical. Um, had a 12-inch beard, weighed 22 pounds. Um, Golly. Those spurs, there? Okay. man. Those spurs, you could kill a man with those spurs. Yeah, God. They're 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 beautiful. I've had trouble with, with huge spurs. Yeah. I always get under an inch and a half. I never got an inch and a half, and I saw what I always wanted them, and now I got one inch and three quarters. So. Oh yeah, that's what dreams are made of. You've you've talked a little bit about tactics from what you've been doing. That's kind of kind of helped you. But let's jump into that a little bit more tactic wise. You know, what allowed okay. you, I know you talked earlier on your opening day, Bird, how you were making circles. Um, could you kind of break that hunt down a little bit more for us on really what you were doing to kind of not only pass the time, but really kind of stay focused while you were hunting out there? Because, I mean, you didn't kill that bird opening morning until like 4 o'clock, right? Right. Uh-huh. So, I mean, what did you do in, in that time frame to kind of, first of all, stay focused, but also what tactics were you using to continuously try to be looking for birds and be able to, again, kind of stay in the game? Oh, I took naps and said some prayers and ate my crackers. <laughs> 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 just, just, just 
held on for dear life in that wind and hoping for it to die down and uh, really boring and just sitting there doubting my spot. But I'd heard one that morning fly down. That was all I heard. And then around 1 o'clock, I heard that yelp. So uh, he never would come in. And I, every time, you know, when I heard that yelp, that gave me new life. I was like, oh, man, there's a turkey here. So uh, I called and real soft and I called loud. I called, I cut real loud. I yelped loud. Because when, you know, you want to call louder. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then I just made a big circle around that area where I heard that yelp, hoping they would think I was a hen moving around. But they're not really, it wasn't really like they were really interested in hens, or maybe just wasn't one around until later that evening. But I know I heard that yelp, so I just made a, a big loop around where they were at, this big old bottom, and kept setting up. And I always set up real good and get camouflaged before I ever make one call. You know, I used to just walk around and call, but I don't do that anymore. I've got that busted a few times. But I just, you know, when you make a loop like it's a hens, and I, I do different calls, too, like I'm a flock hens. So that's what I did. Okay. And, again, you know, briefly kind of go over, you know, what helped you kill that bird uh, yesterday. Uh, you know, you got out there late in the evening. You know, a lot of people – you know, if they can't get out in the morning, a lot of people just won't go turkey hunting, which is kind of crazy. But, you know, kind of break the, break us down real briefly on, you know, what tactics you're using for that hunt to kind of be able to put yourself in the right spot at the right time, but also be able to handle the situation once you bust birds. Because I think a lot of guys, myself included, if I would bust birds, like Andrew had that happen to him uh, yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. He, he busted a flock and, like, kind of explained to us in that situation, if you bust a flock of birds, bust some birds, you know, what do you, what's your go-to kind of move at that point? Well, ever since I was young, when I busted a deer or turkey, I always felt like it was over for days, you know. Uh, I've learned if a deer blows at you or, you know, a turkey runs, they they uh, they come back to that spot. And usually, sometimes it's the next day, but I was using it as a scouting, a scouting day. You know, I wanted to go walk and scout, and I actually saw them turkeys. So... Um, that helped me a lot, you know, because that was a spot that I probably wouldn't just sat down, you know, if I didn't see them turkeys. It didn't look like a good spot to me. I wasn't no sign at all, no tracks, no sign at all. So if I wouldn't have seen them turkeys, I, I wouldn't have ever killed that big one. Um, but I saw the jakes, you know, I just barely saw their heads in this grass on the edge of the grass. And that's whenever I was trying to make a word to sit down and call to them. I was going to get over that hill. I didn't really know what they were to look like, jakes. And that's when they busted me. Well, I kind of, I didn't know, really know what to do, man. I, I ain't going to lie to you. I, just, I don't know if I need to go on, walk down the road a little bit. It was getting late, and I just knew that big auger was gone for for good. But I just kept hoping that they would come back and roost in that area. So that gave me the patience. And plus, you know, like I say, I've heard, I've seen, I've had turkeys come back usually the next day so i was just kind of listening and seeing where they reached it at and i got lucky i guess mm-hmm. you know well you know so to kind of wrap it was, up it's taught my line yep well you know to kind of wrap up this report uh you know i'd like for you to kind of uh, leave us with a tip and we talked about this before we started recording but you know leave us with a tip on how to hunt a property uh in, in your opinion how, how do you hunt a property that is getting recently logged whether they're coming in thinning trees or they're coming in and actually doing clear cuts 
and or Burns. You know, what are you doing in those situations? I know you said you had, uh, you know, your thoughts of like how, you know, that actually can make it better. And a lot of people kind of look at it in a negative way. But, you know, what would you tell somebody if they have their, say their their lease right now is getting logged or, you know, their favorite piece of public land is getting logged or they're running a fire through, you know, what advice would you tell them to help them, you know, first of all, stay more confident, but also go out there and be able to find those birds? Well, one of the worst sights for a, a turkey hunter is to see their land getting logged or burned. It's like your heart just sinks, man. Um, but I've learned over the years that turkeys actually love that. I don't know. It's just something new to them. Or I know the growth coming up in the burns always attract turkeys, but right after it's burned and smoldering, you think they'd never go in there. But for some reason, they're very attracted to it. And um, that property next to me had a turkey goblin on it this week. And it was in that barn, this black soot. Uh, far as logs, man, they love log, fresh log areas, clear cuts. Uh, that's a good tip for the listeners. Whenever it's real windy, turkeys love clear cuts. You find an opening like grass or something in there is flat, or like a hill where where it's open out there and that clear cut not real thick around there, they'll be there. And uh, that's where them two strutters were. They, uh, and when it's real windy, they like to go to them spots so they can see all around. And especially when they're strutting, you know, wanting a hen come to them, they want to be seen. Clear cuts are unbelievable. I love a clear cut. I've got a lot of clear cuts, and a lot of my biggest turkeys have come from clear cuts. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, Jared, man, we appreciate appreciate you again coming on for this week. And then also, you know, it's awesome that you were able to get – you know, your best turkey ever, you know, especially spur size. That's fantastic, man. So hopefully you can get that registered in the record books. And, uh, man, hopefully you have a great weekend this weekend. Hopefully we'll have you on a little later on, okay? Yes, sir, man. Be my pleasure, buddy. Awesome, guys. Well, hey, that is the Tom Bomb Green call from Houndstooth that Andrew's been running over here. Uh, this is a new call that Andrew is absolutely in love with right now. He can do pretty much everything on. Uh, Might like it more than the Vixen. Yep, and he's a little bit better of a caller than me, actually quite a bit better. So that's the, why he's running the demo. But, guys, once again, Houndstooth is the provider and the sponsor for the short report. And this is a fantastic call, guys, that we would definitely recommend you guys checking out. Andrew's having a lot of success with this uh, this week, just kind of working it a little bit and kind of learning how to use that call. But Success is a strong word. I've gotten birds to respond to it. I've not killed one. Okay, well, so we won't say success. Andrew's, <laughs> Andrew's over here just educating. I've communicated turkeys. with it. He's been, he's been communicating, guys. But once again, Houndstooth is a huge provider for what we're doing here, guys. And we would really highly appreciate you guys checking out their website, checking out their calls. Go over there and try something out. Again, we love the Vixen. That's one thing that me and Andrew absolutely love using. The KB Hen, which we've talked about in the past. Uh, oh, the KB Hen also might be my favorite. Yeah, Batwing. You can't, you can't I can't, yeah, man. You can't beat it. Yeah. And then, it's, again, this uh, Tom Bomb Green. I mean, dude. Well, this Tom Bomb's kind of like a Batwing, mm-hmm. but it, it's a uh, – I don't even know what you'd call it. You know, a Batwing's like sharp in the middle. Yep. This one's flat in the middle, and the the wing, like the cutout wings, are way off to They're the side. Wide. Oh yeah, yeah. So you can get you can hit you can hit air to one side of it, like way far to one side, and you can get it real clean. You can kiki and whine on it, and then if you want to, you can move it a little bit more. You move your airflow a little bit more to the middle, and you can get that two tone yelp because you're you're hitting. It's only a two read call, 
So you're hitting the bottom reed, which is where your clean sound comes from, and then you roll it over into that top reed, and that gives you that rasp. And it's really easy to do that two-tone yelp one, which is why I like it, because I'm not that good of a turkey caller, but... Hey, sounds pretty good. Way better than me, man. That's awesome. But once again, guys, uh, make sure you check out Houndstooth Game Calls. They are fantastic. They're actually, if you stay and listen to the end of the podcast, you'll hear about a giveaway, guys. And oh. I, yeah. So I, I had to put that out there to so make sure you guys listen to that. But at the end of this, we talk about our giveaway. And Houndstooth is actually providing a few calls for the giveaway. So make sure you check that out, guys. But once again, make sure you check out Houndstooth Game Calls at www.houndstoothgamecalls.com. Check out their calls. Try one out. Try the Vixen out. Try the Tom Bomb Green. Try the KB Hen. And let us know what you think about it. But other than that, let's jump right back into this week's strut report. All right, guys. And next on the line, we have the one and only Rick Taylor from Tennessee. Rick, how you doing, man? Good, man. How are you guys tonight? Oh, doing excellent. Pretty good. Yep. Pretty good. Getting it handed to me by some turkeys, but <laughs> pretty good. I heard Alabama's being a little rough on you boys. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. But uh, anyways, awesome, Rick. Well, man, we appreciate you uh, coming on for this week's episode. Uh, anybody that's listening to the podcast now, we had Rick on uh, a couple weeks back. Actually, uh, yeah, a couple weeks back. Uh talking about the Osceola hunt you went on and a little That's report right, from yeah. Tennessee. And uh, now with a youth hunt coming up this weekend in Tennessee, I know you're full-fledged scouting, getting ready to put the kids on some birds, and it seems like you've got them for this week. So, man, it's, it's looking like it's going to be exciting. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a it's been a very productive week getting out there early in the mornings and uh, actually a couple of evenings as well. So I think, uh, I think I might have them figured out a little bit, but, you know, turkeys will do what turkeys do, so we'll see. Awesome. Well, let's kind of jump straight into this. You know, with your scouting you've been doing the last few days, you know, what are you seeing when it comes to just gobbling? I mean, are they are they pretty hot and heavy right now? Or this is pretty sporadic. Man, it's it's actually been really hot. So Monday and Tuesday mornings, both. I was out there early in the mornings, caught them. You know, as they're they're coming off the roost, and you know when they they hit the ground, uh, there wasn't as much gobbling, but uh, they were they were uh, definitely very vocal, especially the hens. Uh, Monday and Tuesday morning, they were extremely vocal. Uh, both mornings uh, it was about 32 33 degrees both mornings so you know kind of cool but uh, it didn't slow the the hens down and of course there were some gobblers in there that uh, that did answer back to them then they all flew down together so gotcha uh, yeah i was gonna say much you, what i'm hearing right now yeah i was gonna say you dropped the awesome video earlier this week of those hens uh being super vocal on the limb which was just fantastic oh, yeah, yeah. that was the coolest freaking video man <laughs> that was actually sitting in my truck filming across the uh, the field from the from the road that cuts through there so yeah it was uh it's pretty pretty incredible well awesome you know from what you've been seeing too i know last time we had you on you know i asked you about you know how are the birds flocked up right now are they kind of you know starting to break up or are they still flocked up now i know you said last time they were still pretty all grouped up but you know yeah the last time we talked there was uh 18 longbeards together and and uh, i was i was really surprised to see that still Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, what's the difference uh, from last time we've had you on to this week? You know, what are you seeing change at all? Uh, even, you know, this week it's changed. So the beginning of the week, the first thing Monday morning I was out there, and as I said, I saw there was almost 40 hens and uh, seven longbeards. And they all flew down together and, and grouped up in the field together. And then uh, in the middle of that group, there was four of those longbeards actually pushing each other around. So, you know, three of them out there all all – strutting and doing their thing with the girls and four of them just trying to trying to show who's boss out there it looked like but uh since then um as late as yesterday uh there was three different flocks so there was a group of hens uh that flew down from one side and then i saw one group of hens with some 
a few gobblers on on another part of the field and then the the same area where i'd seen the big flock uh there was four or five gobblers with a big group of hens there so they're they're probably just getting on the verge of starting to bust up so it really ought to be ought to be good this weekend awesome fantastic well you know, it seems like it's been pretty chilly up there. I know it's been pretty chilly and really windy down here, which has played a factor in with what we're dealing with. But, you know, has weather at all been a factor at all, uh, in your opinion, when it comes to this vocalization and birds being active or not much? You know, I, I hadn't been able to tell that they, they know any what the temperature is, to be honest with you. they uh, That early morning vocalization has been really, really, really on fire, you know. And um, I haven't stayed out there late in the day as uh, as i will as turkey season actually comes in but uh, that first early morning off the roost they're they're definitely definitely pretty good i don't think the weather's really affecting them uh that much it's been clear nights and and you know it's been kind of cool but it's been clear nights and and uh no real wind or anything like that so uh, i think you know and, and looking at the forecast for the weekend we're looking at you know 60s mid 60s and uh you know Saturday morning is going to be a little cool. It's supposed to be uh, probably 31, 32 overnight Friday night. So make sure you, you keep the kids bundled up first thing that morning. But uh, other than that, man, I think that ought, to, that ought to be pretty pretty vocal. I'll be out there in the morning first thing, check them again, see what they're doing. So, All right, fantastic. Well, you know, kind of go into detail on, you know, what tactics are you going to be using this weekend while, you know, hunting with the kids? You know, I know with UC you know, coming in, you know, a lot of guys are going out there trying to take their kids out, try to take, you know, friends and family out. Uh, for the youth hunt, you know, what are you doing to try to make it, first of all, fun for them, but also going to be something that you're going to be able to have success with? Yeah, so my daughter, she's 11, and uh, over the last four years, uh, she's killed three long beards. So mm-hmm. she's killed, you know, there was there was one year she didn't get to hunt much with me and didn't kill one, but uh, she's never killed a Jake. She's killed three big long beards, and uh, this this year she's she said the same thing. I'm Dad, I'm going to kill a long beard. I said, okay. But, uh, you know, for her, um, I'm going to call her a, an experienced hunter now because we've, we've put some time in. But, uh, man, it's, it's really, for a kid, it's all about making them comfortable and getting them in a situation where they'll be able to uh, make, the, make the moves or make whatever needs to happen happen. You know, some, some kids can, can sit in the, on the ground just like you and me and, and you know, they're back against the tree and, and do their thing. But uh, when it comes to getting a kid started especially man put them in a blind put them in a chair make sure they're comfortable uh, like this weekend i'll make sure she's going to have a probably a little blanket on her lap uh just to keep her warm till it's it's time to do our thing and then uh you know i've got a uh, caldwell uh dead pod a shooting shooting uh system there that it's got the tripod and it holds the gun up so uh really all she's gonna have to do is kind of lean into the gun point and shoot so you know making them comfortable and and uh keeping them keeping them just uh you know if, if she gets tired it's time to go we'll go you know don't don't force it i'll i'll run a gun all day on a turkey if i've got the time but you know to get a kid out there to do that it's you know you, you're probably gonna run them off quicker than you'll really get them hooked so that's that's kind of my my plan is just to keep her comfortable and and uh at least give her give her something to see and something to hear that's that's definitely going to happen this weekend so whether or not she gets a shot that's kind of up to the turkeys and and uh, we'll see. Awesome. Well, you know, kind of wrap this up. You know, what is a tip you give for the listeners, uh, especially anyone in Tennessee getting ready for the youth hunt, uh, to kind of make it, you know, just a fun time, but also maybe we'll have some success this weekend with uh, with a kid. 
man, it's, it's, you talk about kids. I'm going to, I'm going to use the word homework. It really takes, uh, takes, takes a little bit of homework to, to get out there prior to opening day. I mean, uh, I've, I've spent, I'm going to say the, the last few weeks I've been out there, but I've spent this week gearing down as the, as it comes up to opener on Saturday, really trying to figure out where their birds are going to be. If they're going to, they're going to roost in the same spot, they've roosted in the same spot, but they can fly down three different ways from there. So I've been trying to uh, kind of figure out the, the best equation, which, which way they're going to go here. So really do your homework, man, figure out where those birds are going to be and, uh, and, and put a kid in the, in the best situation you can. And, you know, I'll, I'll go right back to what I was talking about with my daughter, you know, get the kid comfortable. If it takes getting them an iPad or, or something to, uh, to, to keep them, keep their mind focused while they're, they're sitting there waiting, you know, if it's, especially if it's their first time and you're really trying to get them involved, let them, let them be comfortable and let them kind of call the shots when it comes time to, uh, to go. Don't, don't overdo it because, uh, you can, you can definitely turn them away. So that's, that's my key, man. Just, uh, just, just kind of let them get out there and enjoy it and see what nature has to offer. Cause that's, that's really what it's all about. And then, uh, you know, it's a, it's a bonus if they get to pull the trigger and get to run out there and put their, put their feet, put their hands on one's legs. You know, that's, that's, it's just a bonus. And I tell you, as a, as a dad, that's one of the best feelings to see your kid successful. You know, she killed her first deer last year and it, I, I cried, you know, and, and probably I think her first turkey I was, I was about tore up too. So here we go again. We'll see what happens this weekend, but she's, she's definitely excited and dad's excited and, um, hopefully the birds cooperate well we hear that buddy and i hope y'all have a whole lot of luck hopefully a lot better luck than we've been having but better better than what alabama's done for you guys huh <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah uh it, it'll humble you we we ate some humble pie this week that's all right <laughs> uh, you know it's it's uh, a couple servings a year are okay yeah <laughs> uh, but the the best the best part of that is when you uh get revenge so that's right. Well, Rick, we appreciate it, man, and uh, good luck. Let us know when you kill one. You got it. Hey, here's a tip for you, man. Just, uh, you know, as, as season progresses and they, they still keep kicking your butt, uh, Carrie B. Wicks, uh, he and I have said this term to each other a few times, stay mad at them. <laughs> stay mad at them. Just got to stay mad at them. I like it. <laughs> All right, guys, and next on the line, coming in from Mississippi, is Wes Boyd. Wes, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great. How you doing? Doing excellent. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, it looks like you had success last weekend with your son on the youth hunt in Mississippi. Uh, real briefly, before we kind of dive into this, kind of hit you off, uh, firing from the hip, uh, you know, how was it, you know, hunting with your son, letting him get his first bird, and also tell us, how old is he? He's five, and, and it was it was something I – I've never felt before as far as, you know, I, I've been turkey hunting a long time, but that is an excitement and a feeling that, that it, you'll never forget it. Uh, it. It's something that'll stick with me for the rest of my life. That's awesome. It, it's, it's a, it was great. Awesome. Well, let's kind of jump straight into this report from Mississippi. You know, uh, this before we kind of get started, what region of the state uh, do you live and hunt in for the most part? I'm in the southwest corner of Mississippi, kind of. Maybe an hour south of Jackson, hour east of Louisiana line, hour north of Louisiana line. So I'm kind of kind of in that central area of Southwest Mississippi, y'all. Uh, All right, fantastic. Just, you know, just, 
Well, you know, from what's been going on lately, you know, season-wise, you know, season's just been open for not even a week yet, uh, and then you had youth season the week prior. You know, from what you've been seeing and hearing so far, how, how are the birds gobbling up until this point of the season? It's gradually every day getting better. Uh, we've had a few cold days, uh, cold early on in the morning, and then it'll, you know, warm up during the day. Uh, and then yesterday, I just knew that they were going to blow it out, and it was a nice, clear morning, but it was it was kind of nippy. It was, you know, about 40 degrees, and uh, we we heard maybe four different gobblers and a total of like 20 gobbles. So, I mean, it was it was kind of shocking to me, the weather conditions we had, because usually on a morning like that around here, you'll hear turkeys everywhere, and they sound like they are gobbling at every little sound they hear. I mean, it, but it, it's gradually getting more and more. Uh, we talked about the UCs. You know, last week uh, the birds were kind of kind of lockjaw. I mean, they, we did hear some birds, but as soon as they hit the ground, it was it was you know nothing else. Uh, so it's getting better. It's getting better uh, each day. Awesome. Well, you know, up until this point, from what you've been seeing, hearing from you know in person, but also through any other guys that you hunt with. You know, the birds right now, though, are they pretty flocked up or are they starting to separate? They're starting to separate a little bit. I've seen that firsthand uh, in my area. Some guys are telling me they're still seeing them hanging around each other. Uh, but for the most part, they're starting to starting to kind of get away from each other and go do their own thing. You know, starting to get out looking looking for uh, some other hands and, and uh, make, you know, making their own way. Awesome. Now, you, you mentioned earlier about the weather and that the weather was, you know, possibly playing a factor with some of these cooler mornings. And it's kind of, you know, in your opinion, it was kind of slow for what it probably should have been, you know, weather-wise. Has weather, in your opinion, been a factor at all in any kind of hunting situation? Uh, whether this, you know, we've had issues down here with this being super windy. It's hard to hear any birds early in the morning. But, you know, has have you had any issues at all with the weather so far? Or has it pretty been, you know, relatively smooth since opener? It's, it, we've had pretty much the same thing you've had. And, you know, last week we had some pretty good winds. And, you know, like I said, my boy killed his turkey last week and everything. And, and the, the morning he happened to kill it, I don't know what the winds were, but it was – we were in a little ground blind. And I've, I'm not used to hunting in a ground blind. But with a five-year-old, you kind of got to make things work. So we're sitting in this ground blind, and, and I'm waiting on just any minute for this thing to lift off. And as a matter of fact, I sent a friend of mine in that – two days later to take his son in to try to get one and the ground line had blown down the hill so i mean it's it has been a real big factor you know we've had a lot of rain so far you know up until you know about a week ago and i, I really think that it's uh kind of slowed some things down uh but just you know checking here here recently uh i believe the next week things are really going to fire up we got some pretty good weather coming uh it's going to be a little little overcast but i, I think for the most part they should start should start acting right here in the next week and week and a half or so. Well, fantastic. Well, kind of give us a run through of, you know, what has been working tactic wise for you so far, uh, and then also what's not working in your opinion uh, since season's been open for you guys. Man, just hitting as many spots as as, as I can, and and you know, doing some scouting and and trying to pattern, you know, where the birds are and what they're doing, and you know, kind trying to stick with those hands and you know, follow them because. Where they are, the gobblers are coming. So, I mean, that's just kind of what helped me and my son out the other morning. We knew the hens were coming. We knew there were some gobblers in the area. So we just kind of kind of got where we knew the hens were going to be, and, and it played out well for us. Uh, as far as what's not working right, it, it must be anything I do for the last week because or since opening day because I, I'm black and blue. I mean, they, they have really handed it to me so far. 
Well, that's something we can definitely relate with. Uh, since opener here in Alabama, it's been pretty rough. We got on some birds uh, on opener, but ever since then, dude, it's been very, very hit or miss, uh, unfortunately. But I think like like you know what you've been saying, I think it's going to get pretty hot in the next week or so, especially if the weather stays like it is. You know, it starts to slowly warm up a little bit. You know, let us dry out for a couple weeks. Jeez, I mean, man, I know y'all's turkeys down there, but they were swimming around with life preservers on. I mean, just to stay alive. I mean, some of that flooding was insane. <laughs> they had their floaties. Yep, <laughs> that's right. They, they they running around with some little blue floaties on in a pool. <laughs> No, you're right about but that. Hey, one way or the other, we gonna we gonna chase them down if we have to put our waders on and and get in a canoe or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, man. Sometimes you just gotta put your swimming trunks on and swim after them. There you go. Hey, as long as it's not zero, I'll get in. The, I'll get in the water with them. There you go. <laughs> well, to kind of wrap up this report from Mississippi West. You know, what's a tip you'd give uh, to anybody that's, you know, in your area, but also just across the country, something that's maybe worked for you year in, year out that, you know, that, you know, they can try to implement for their season to hopefully have some success, especially me and Andrew. We could use any luck right now that you can give us. Mm-hmm. Man, pretty much just persistence. So, you know, staying with, you know, if you know a bird's there, if he whips you today, tomorrow, he may mess up and you whip him. I mean, I've had that happen time in and time out to where I've hunted the same bird, you know, not not on a daily basis, but over a span of about two weeks. And then finally the cards play out right. And the good Lord blesses you. And he comes in and it's, it's like, man, it's, he read the script this morning and things are great, but you know, you just got to stick with them and not let it, let it burn you out and, uh, and get the best of you. Cause I know a lot of guys, you know, after a few days, you know, it starts, it starts burning you out mm-hmm. and, uh, you really you just want to give up. I mean, I've been there myself, but you know, you just got to keep going, keep going and stick with them. And, you know, uh, just scout them. You know, pay attention to what they're doing because ultimately that's going to be your best bet. Yeah, fantastic. Well, again, Wes, we do appreciate it. We'll definitely have to have you back on throughout the season, kind of give us a report, especially from down the area of Mississippi that you're reporting from, you know, southwest Mississippi. That's that's fantastic, man. So we appreciate it. Hopefully your luck, like ours, maybe it will get a little bit better in the next coming days or maybe the next week. And uh, we can have you back on and talk about really what is working, especially as the weather hopefully warms up and everything else changes. But once again, Wes, man, we do appreciate you coming on, brother, and uh, also just good luck this weekend. Oh, man, y'all too. I hope everything starts turning around for y'all, man. It's, I, I really think the weather's going to give us a give us a break in it, and things is fixing to get, get right, and, and some birds is fixing to start hitting the ground. And that's a wrap, guys, for this week's Strut Report. Hope you really enjoyed it. Guys, also make sure you are subscribed to the podcast if you just saw this on Facebook from someone sharing it. Please make sure you subscribe. Also, we have an awesome YouTube channel. At least I'm, I'm, I might be biased to that, but I feel like yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, way to toot awesome. your own horn. Hey, I feel like it's awesome, man. We got way to be all- arrogant. Whatever, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to be honest. But anyways, guys, just make sure uh, you kind of go check out our YouTube channel at the Southern Outdoors. Yeah, especially if you want a free gun. Yeah, so we're, let's talk about our giveaway, guys. You probably If you follow along with us on Facebook and Instagram, you probably have seen our little teasers for what we got for this giveaway. Now, some people think it's only just a hydro dip for their for their mm-hmm. gun. No, that's cute. F- funny, funny that they don't realize we're actually giving away a gun with a custom Cerakote Hydro Dip combo on mm-hmm. the gun. So we're actually giving away, guys, a Remington 870 shotgun chambered in 12 gauge. It's got a custom Hydro Dip and Cerakote job from Baker's Hydrographics up in Union Grove. Now listen, guys, it is dipped in mossy oak green leaf. It is legit. Beautiful gun, fantastic finish, comes with a great warranty, but also has a Cerakoted uh, burnt bronze action. Yep. 
or should I say, not action, actually the bolt, and then the inside of the action in the chambering. It is beautiful. Yep. Absolute beautiful gun, guys. But that's not all. That's not all at no, all. We're just getting started. No, yeah. We like doing giveaways. We, yeah. we go all we out. We go all out, guys. Listen, okay. we, we don't, we don't, we oh, don't, yeah. we don't half ass anything. So yeah. this, this is what we're doing, guys. So with that shotgun, this is all for one winner, too. So, guys, this is like grand prize, right? Yeah, here. whoever wins this is set up. Absolutely ready to go for ready the season. Ready to go. Also, our friends at Apex Ammunitions donated a box of uh, shells for this gun, which is their number eights, okay? So it's three-inch number eight. Uh, the GTs is a fantastic load, guys, for this gun. And to make it that much better, we reached out to our friends at Indian Creek Choke Tubes, and they actually donated a Indian Creek uh, choke in the Construction 665, which is a fantastic option for a 12 gauge for any kind of TSS load. So, guys, this is gonna be a great setup. But, guys, that's not all. <laughs> Wait, the show not, goes on. The show goes on. Also, our friends at Houndstooth Game Calls. Uh, decided to want to get on board with us as well for this giveaway and actually donated three of our favorite mouth calls and one of their bottom lands mesh back hats okay you're gonna be looking legit in this setup so one of the one of the calls that we absolutely love is the hb hen which andrew's been running that it's a bat wing design fantastic i might like it better than the vixen oh dude, i'm that's... always running my mouth about the vixen but i really i really like that bat wing call yeah so that hb hen is a fantastic call which is andrew talking about also we're just gonna have a vixen which is one of our favorite calls as well it's a this good all-around call mm -hmm. if, if you're more talented than myself you can run and do pretty much anything as yeah. Andrew, as Andrew knows, but uh, <laughs> and then also we're going to be giving away uh, a country girl mouth call, which is another great call. It's a combo cut, mm -hmm. combo cut. Yep. So anyone loves great a combo for cut. cuts. Oh yeah, great for cuts. And and again, if you if you know how to channel your air, it's good for wines and kikis and soft stuff too. Not for Jacob, but uh, not for Jacob. No, I got to learn. Hey, listen, I I got to learn. I, I got to put, <laughs> put more time into it. But again, they're going to give give away a Bottomlands hat as well. So you're going to get a Bottomlands hat, and also you're going to get a Bottomlands shotgun. But guys. That is not all either. Our friends at OnX decided they'd like to get involved with our giveaway as well and decided to give away an elite membership, okay, which allows you access to all 50 states, okay, for public land access. So you can take this gun and all these calls, and you can go to like five different – you could be like Dave Owens and all of, and all the other people who like are doing the U.S. Slam. And you can take your OnX elite membership, and you can take this gun that you're about to win – and you can take these calls you're about to win and destroy and go destroy some turkeys in like three or four different states. Guys, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> so they're hooking you up as well with an elite membership, guys. It, it, that's one thing that me and Andrew both run. We love hunting out of state. And even if you don't hunt out of state, it's a great thing to look at because you can get this, guys. You can practice with it. You can look at other states that you might be interested in too. And this might put you over the edge like, hey, you know, I really want to go to Kansas. Mm -hmm. Hey, yeah. I really want to go to Oklahoma. Hey, I just want to go to Kentucky. Hey, I just want to go wherever, guys. And this is going to be able to give you the confidence when you get there. You're going to know where you're at and uh, not have to pay an outfitter, guys. That's the best part. Yep. That's the best part. But also, they're going to give you an Onyx hat as well, which I love their hats. So. Yeah, their hats are pretty sweet. It's pretty so, legit. Yeah, we're going to make – so the post to win that is going to be through Facebook and also YouTube. So we're going to get that posted early next week, hopefully Monday. Uh, depends on what we get done this weekend, but hopefully Monday we'll yep. get that post up. That contest will be live. It'll run for 14 days. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. What we'll... 10 to 14 days. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll decide. We'll, we'll make we'll make a final judgment on that. Which, by the way, you you people who listen all the way to the end of the strut report are the first ones to hear about this. 
because y'all are awesome. Yeah, the ones that the <laughs> ones that ditched early, they just they just ain't gonna know. It's whatever. They're like, oh, I heard my state. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, yep, exactly. <laughs> but anyways, guys. So yeah, we'll put that out there. We'll we'll put how you'd be able to enter the win. But I'll say this: the biggest thing is just make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Oh, because that yeah. is gonna be like the biggest part in this giveaway. Because mm-hmm. listen, if you do everything but not subscribe to us, I'm sorry. Yeah, we've had this happen before. We've had to redraw people. Oh, the lone wolf deal. Yeah, we went through. We redrew three times. times Three dudes. Yeah, missed out on like a five hundred dollar setup. Five hundred dollar lone wolf tree stand setup. Yeah, make sure you do the steps, y'all. Yeah, it's it's easy. I mean, dude, it's easy. If you can if you can read and you can run run a cell phone Mm -hmm. or a laptop, you got this, guys. So, but anyways, everyone go out and kill a turkey this weekend, and then send us a picture of it. Tag us in your photos. We'd appreciate it. Uh, and hopefully, weather looks good. Birds are talking. So, anything else? Oh, that's me shooting a turkey this weekend. All right, guys. <laughs> I'm trying to reenact it. All right, guys. Y'all have fun. Talk to you later. Boom. You guys seem to really have enjoyed over the last year where we've went to a Q&A format every Thursday on the show where we answer some listener questions. Now, some of the most common ones that we get have to do with gear, but also how to find a good hunting buddy. You know, I'm really lucky to, to have a hunting buddy like Jacob. We've been on a lot of incredible hunting trips together over the years, and it's just nice to have somebody that, you know, is always down to go on that that trip that you've always wanted to go on or, or who'll wake up at three o'clock in the morning and go get that gate before someone else does on public land with you, whatever the case may be. And like I said, we get a lot of questions on how do you find, you know, a group of people who enjoy that same thing so you can kind of network and make some connections. The Mobile Hunters Expo is the place to do that. Y'all heard us talk about it last year. And guess what? This year it's happening in Dalton, Georgia. We're going to be there June 28th through the 30th. We're going to be there all three days. We're going to have a booth. You can come talk to us. We talked to a lot of you guys last year, had a ton of fun. So looking forward to that again. But guys, I'm telling you, this is the place to come network. And there's going to be a ton of you guys there. A lot of Southern Outdoorsman podcast listeners are going to be at this show. And actually, Friday, June 28th, there's going to be an after-hour social after the expo. So what better place to go kind of intermingle, hang out with a bunch of like-minded people, and probably pick up a couple new hunting buddies. So you guys don't miss it. It's June 28th through the 30th. I'm telling you, if you listen to this podcast, this is an event you need to be at. Now, we'll see you guys at the Mobile Hunters Expo June 28th through the 30th in Dalton, Georgia.